630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Try settle again. Shoots and scores. There's 50 from the right circle. Harris in the pocket. He's throwing and he's going down the rail. He's got a man open and it's complete. And he's going the distance. Inside the five. Touchdown Eskimos. Ricky Collins Jr. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. You always want the opportunity to come work for somebody big. This is somebody big. That is the voice of the new president and CEO of your Edmonton Eskimos. His name is Chris Preston. He will officially take over the job on September 1st. He joins the Eskimos after spending the past five seasons as president of the Arizona Rattlers of the Indoor Football League. He also was president of the Northern Arizona Suns. That's the development team for the NBA's Phoenix Suns. Preston helping to launch that team in 2016. Originally from Oklahoma, he helped the Arizona Rattlers to three consecutive Franchise of the Year awards, 2017, 2018, and 2019. He tells you a little bit about his timeline for changes with the Eskimos. I mean, I think there will be some immediacy. I don't know that there'll be robust enough changes where the common fans are going to see those. I think it'll be maybe internally with us and the processes we're trying to achieve and the ideas we have. As I told our, our group this morning, uh, this isn't all about me. This is about them. This is about us coming together as a group. We all have good ideas. They all have great brain power. And let's take those ideas that maybe they haven't come out of the box yet um, and let's use them for the future. Um, so initially, there'll be nuances that I don't think you'll notice. Uh, there'll be some litmus test things that we do kind of behind the scenes um, in a very uh, undercover way, if you will, to make sure that what we think will work will work. We want to mitigate the risk in anything we try. We ideally don't want to throw something against the wall and be busted on it. We, we want to make sure that we've done enough research, we've had enough conversations that we put something out that we truly believe and somewhat know the fan's going to engage in. When I look at what's gone on the last couple of weeks um, with the uptick in and people at the game for a Thursday night game and the, the, the value proposition around the ticketing and the opening of the end zone seats. And clearly that was a home run. Um, I'm watching from home in Phoenix and I'm emailing Janice saying, is it me or is the crowd substantially better on a night when we typically don't draw well? I mean, that tells you in a nutshell, right off the cuff, what our fans are looking for. So how do we build around that? How do we take that and put it on a, a more grand stage? And then how do we engage our fans to get their feedback while taking the brain power we have within the office to in, interpret and put out a product that works for everyone? Part of a news conference you heard live earlier today on 630 Ched. We're the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos. We have their next game at home versus Ottawa on Friday, 6 o'clock for the pregame show. The kickoff will be at 8. Chris Presson meeting everybody today in the Jackie Parker room at Commonwealth Stadium. Morley Scott and Dave Campbell hosted our coverage here on 6.30 Chet and uh, Morley had this question for Preston. From what you know now, and this may be a, a twofold answer, what's your most important and uh, maybe what's your biggest challenge as you take the job in September? Uh, they're almost one and the same. That is, you know, I'm coming into an environment uh, that hasn't had a leader for five months. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming into an environment of, of co-workers that have been here for a long time. 
And, uh, you know, I've got to get their buy-in. And I've got to do it quick because, I, again, I'm an urgent person. So that's yeah. probably the answer to both questions. Um, the sense I get today is these people are starving for some leadership. They're starving for communication. Uh, they're starving to do things in a way that haven't been done before and they're looking for new ideas and new conversation and i'm a relationship builder that's who i am that's what i do and i think today from a from a staff perspective was a great step in the right direction i've had so many conversations today with so many people and i don't feel i feel good about every single conversation are you an athlete in your background uh, I played football, baseball, and basketball. Uh, I was a decent basketball, uh, sorry, baseball player. Uh, I was too skinny in, in, in high school to play any longer. I would have gotten killed. Uh, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I loved it. I'm a, sport, I'm a sports freak. And it, it started because, again, at a young age, I was a decent athlete. And then when you get to an age where you can't do what you once did, you're still a sports freak, right? right. And uh, for me, I, I like every sport all the time, regardless of level. I mean, I'm happy going to watch a high school basketball game just as though I am for an NBA game. So I think that's the basis of who I am, and that's why I have the job I do is because I wanted to get into something that I love. Janice Agrios, the Eskimos board chair, also on hand today for the announcement. And here's her take on why Preston ultimately gets this job. Well, Chris has a very unique skill set. Um, he's got 30 years experience in sports management uh, in four different sports, and he also has experience in facility management. Um, from our perspective, given his background, uh, he definitely seemed like the right fit for us at this time. You used the word exhaustive when you talked about the search. Take me behind the scenes a little bit, that about the, the, the people you talked to and the people who maybe reached out to you and you reached out to them. Uh, sure. So uh, we uh, engaged uh, Optimum Talent uh, to assist us with the uh, with the search. Um, Optimum had about uh, 80 applications came in initially. Uh, we were able to uh, work through those resumes, work through those applicants. Uh, we ended up doing uh, a number of in-person interviews with some uh, very excellent candidates. Um, did additional interviews. Um, did interviews with the board uh, and. Uh, Finally, uh, through that process, uh, as I indicated, um, it became apparent to us that uh, Chris was the person we were looking for. You mentioned Janice in the formal part. There was a lot of local candidates as well. And a lot of people can look at this and go, well, isn't that the best candidate? But tell me from your perspective, was you're looking for the best best candidate available. Is it hard not to look at you know look past someone that knows Edmonton or maybe knows the Eskimos uh, when you're in that process of looking for the the best person? Uh, sure, that's something that we did look at. But again, as we went through the process, um, just looking at the the background and what Chris brought, brought to right. the table, um, and really did have a unique skill set. Yeah, you're not you're not going to find many sports executives out there who've won championships in three sports, worked in four sports, uh, managed a facility. Uh, and so from our perspective, um, given that background, um, he really did seem like the right fit to us. Chris Presson, the new guy, president and CEO for your Edmonton Eskimos. As I said, his term will officially begin on September 1st, and you can get more on him on this hire on 630Ched.com. Hey, how are you doing tonight? It is 613. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630Ched. We're going to have some fun tonight. Speaking of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Mark Cordy will join us later on on the show tonight, the product of the U of A Golden Bears offensive lineman for the Red Blacks. 
Canucks, and he's really entrenched himself as a starter with that team. So he'll tell us a little bit about what he has been through, what the Red Blacks have been through this season. A promising start, then a four-game losing streak, and then a big victory largely on the back of the special teams. Devontae Dedman, two kick return touchdowns last week against Montreal. So they roll into Edmonton coming off that win. And, of course, for the Eskimos, it was a loss Uh, I think largely on the shoulders of some poor special teams in Calgary on Saturday. So they will be looking to bounce back. Could be a challenging night for the Eskimos special teams. Hugh O'Neill, don't expect him to play on Friday. So that'll mean uh, Sean White, as well as uh, kicking field goals and converts, will have to handle kickoffs and will have to handle uh, the punting. O'Neill's been a pretty good punter the last couple of years in the CFL, and I, and I think the Eskimos will probably lose some yardage on kickoffs as well. But don't expect Hugh O'Neill to play. Uh, Greg Ellingson back in. Tavares Daniels back into the receiving core. Of course, delete Kenny Stafford, traded to Saskatchewan. Don Unamba is going to play for the first time since the end of the first half in the first game of the season. He's going to uh, jump in for Brian uh, Walker, who may remain on the roster and play special teams. So expect the Eskimos linebacking core to look like this. Don Unamba, Larry Dean, and Vontae Diggs, who has been having an excellent season. So good they're getting Unamba back in the lineup. Anthony Orr Orange expected to play in the defensive backfield. He has not played since the first game of the season. Remember, he helped He's uh, sealed a win over Montreal with a late-game interception. Haven't seen him since then. Josh Johnson with Orange coming back will likely move from cornerback to half. And uh, Taekwon Glass, who's had some good moments this season, had some tough moments as well. Uh, that missed tackle against Calgary that led to a touchdown. He'll uh, likely be a backup in the defensive backfield for that game. Happy to hear from you tonight. Whatever is on your mind, you you can text 63630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. The uh, Edmonton Stingers are home tomorrow. Do we have tickets, Kellen? We do not. Did, did, are you sure we don't have Stingers tickets tonight? I'm sure. I'm looking at the I, th- I thought we had it. something to give away tonight. Uh, I don't see Stingers tickets. We don't have Stingers tickets. We do not have Stingers well, tickets. Well, this is, this is not good because I thought we had something to give away tonight. Well, maybe we'll find something to give away. We will also... We will also have a couple of local umpires in studio to expand on a, on a very fascinating story. You may have seen this. You may have seen this. Uh, in the Atlantic League, that's a professional baseball league, a, a minor league in the United States. They're using robot umps. Now, I'm not talking about Robocop behind the plate. They're using an automated ball strike system. So there's still a human umpire behind the plate, and uh, the way now we're going to have the president of the league on to explain it, but the way I understand it is, the human ump gets a Bluetooth alert on whether it's a ball or strike, and then the the human ump says it out loud, but he's not actually making the call, but he still has to be there. We'll explain that, and then we'll have a couple of umps uh, from Edmonton who do prospects games in studio for their reaction and to talk about their lives as an ump as well. A lot coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. For all the news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. 
Edmonton Prospects playoff game tomorrow at Okotoks. Game one of a best of three division semifinal. They will host the Dogs Friday at 7 at Remax Field if they need a third and deciding game back in Okotoks on Saturday. The Toronto Blue Jays winning today 4-3 over Tampa Bay. Bo Bichette extending his hit streak to 10 games. Eight straight games with a double, breaking the team record for uh, for games with a double. Set by Carlos Delgado. Remember him way back in uh, 2000. So uh, what do they got? Bichette. They got a, they got a Biggio. They got a Guerrero. Sons of major league players. Looking pretty good for the Blue Jays, though. Of course, overall, they're having a pretty tough year. Uh, Inside Sports on 630. Chad, you can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. A little bit more on Chris Presson, the new president and CEO of your Edmonton Eskimos. He was asked uh, why Edmonton and why the Eskimos. I think it's the heritage of the brand. It's the city. It's the heritage of the league, and it's the opportunity to help the business grow. Um, when you're in my position, and you've had a good run, and you've been doing it for a while, you look for things that are fun, challenging, something that you can really dive into. And again, I've studied the brand from afar, and it's clear and evident that this is an extremely strong brand. You know, I'm coming from a market with four major league teams and many other pieces of competition. Um, this brand, as I see it, is is very unique. And um, because of that, my interest was piqued from the very outset. And again, as I got into conversation with Optimum, which initially or eventually led to conversations with Janice and the selection committee, it, it, it again became more clear as time went on that this certainly was a good fit for me. I hoped it was a good fit for them. And clearly that's a part of why I'm standing here today. That is Chris Preston. More from him on 630ched.com. I asked him today, went to the news conference at the Jackie Parker Room. Uh, I said, Chris, you're coming to a league where every game is televised. And, and a lot of leagues would kill for that, quite frankly. In the CFL, a blessing, maybe also a curse, because you have a generation of fans who are, are saying, I know I can get the game on TV. Uh, I don't have to go to the stadium to get to, to get the game. So how do you, you balance that? You want TV ratings, you want people watching, but how do you let those customers know that it's still pretty cool to come to the stadium? With the advent of what's gone on, not just with television, but with streaming today, certainly it presents its challenges. Um, there's two schools of thought. Either you eliminate it and move on, or you embrace it and move on. I think we, we probably need to embrace it and move on and find areas uh, and ways to generate revenue off of those, uh, while again, providing value-added propositions to our fan. If you can have a combination of that, then you can have the best of both worlds. You can have people watching at home, and people that want to be engaged in your in your game from a fan experience standpoint. My hope is that uh, we can get it to a point where you still care whether we win or lose. That's not the point, but that we've built our atmosphere and our experience around something other than that so that you don't want to sit at home on your TV. Uh, you only are streaming the game because you're out of town and can't be here. And otherwise, it's still a fun family outing that's affordable. All right, so that's Chris Presson, the new president and CEO of uh, your Edmonton Eskimos. So we'll get to know him more in the weeks and uh, hopefully years to come if everything goes well with his tenure with the Green and Gold. Six o'clock pregame show on Friday, eight o'clock for the start of the game as the Eskimos will take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Eskimos coming in at four and three. The Red Blacks now at three and four. They were two and zero, oh, lost four in a row, won their last one, and we'll get to their journey through the season with Mark Cordy from the Ottawa Red Blacks after the six thirty news. Do we have an actual uh, live human caller, Kellen? We do. All right, Brian, what's on your mind? You got forty seconds. 
Hey, Reed, real quick. Uh, just, I really hope that this new guy uh, you know, does something about the viewing of the TV because I thought uh, Rogers and I don't get any of the Eskimo home games or any of the games of CFL at all because uh, they're strictly on TSN. And unless you've got the sport package that includes TSN, you don't see any of them on there. So you have your cable through Rogers? Yep. Really? I, you know what? I didn't even... Sorry, uh, through, through Shaw. Sorry. Through Shaw. Okay. Yeah. So do you... Yeah, and unless you've got the sport package that includes TSN, you don't see none of the CFL games at all. So do you get any Sportsnet channels? Uh, yeah, but none of the games are on Sportsnet. Oh, I know. I'm just wondering if you get if you get NHL hockey. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God for that. So they included the Sportsnet channels, but they didn't include... I, I, did, I didn't even know that because I, I have all the channels. That's, that's, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not rich like you either. That's, that, that's, well, it helps to, to work for a company that owns a cable company. Uh, I, I didn't know that, actually, that there was a sports package that had the Sportsnet channels but not the TSN channels. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to bring that up to him. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, have a good day. Okay, Mark Cordy from the Red Blacks. Let me get back. This is Armando Sewell of the MTS Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, well, this is interesting. I've got some uh, feedback here from Brian's call about not being able to get TSN as part of the sports package on Shaw, though he does get the Sportsnet channels. Mike says, I'm also with Shaw. I don't want to pay for both sports packages, so I run Sportsnet during hockey season and TSN during football. Pay the same price all year round. He says it costs $8 per month for one or the other, $14 per month if you want to pay for both. And another texture says, uh, regarding Shaw channels, they used to include basic TSN and Sportsnet, but now they bundle them as two groups, one for TSN, one for Sportsnet. If you're on a budget, I guess you could choose Sportsnet in the winter for hockey, switch to TSN in the summer for CFL. This texture adds, note, I'm not affiliated with any of these companies, just a cable channel geek who tries to save a buck where I can. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I, I totally did not know that, so uh, I appreciate that. I don't know if that's something Chris Presson can effect but who knows as uh, president of the Eskimos maybe something uh, that he can make a note of and be concerned about another texture says Commonwealth Stadium needs to offer a better beer selection Canadian sucks to that texture I will say you are preaching to the choir what, what here's okay I'm, I'm gonna do something here and I'm gonna probably make some people mad and you know what? There are there are some really big breweries in this country that make a lot of money and and spend a lot of money to advertise on stations like this one, and and I get it. And and I know there are sports teams in this city and other cities that make a lot of money by selling their beer and and getting the the beer deals and bringing that beer. But would it would it kill somebody to find a way to get some Edmonton made craft beer into a stadium? Maybe some Alley Cat Scona Gold. Maybe something from Situation Brewing. You could go on, on and on. Would it kill somebody? For, would, could that somehow happen? I mean, my understanding is, is that 
you know, if you got a beer deal, you, you got a beer deal and you only sell that company's beer. And I guess they're multi-million dollar deals and they're hard to break. But I think there are a lot of people in this day and age that might want some other beer, might want some locally made beer. And, uh, you know, maybe if the beer costs 10 12 $15, maybe they'd sooner have that money going to people making the beer in, in Edmonton. That's that's all I'm saying. That that person who texts in doesn't want to drink Canadian. Maybe he should get a choice at sporting events. That, there's got to be some way this can work. There's got to be some way this can work. You can have, you know, you, you can have on a street, you can have McDonald's next to the locally owned burger shop. Why in a football or hockey stadium can't you have a tap with Molson Canadian and a tap with Edmonton made Scona Gold. I don't know why you can't have that. There's got to be a way to figure that out. It can't be that complicated. There's got to be a way to do it without offending anybody and costing anybody millions of dollars. There's got to be a way to do that. Richard says, I think it was last year I had Granville Island Brewing in Commonwealth at an Eskimos game. Well, thank you for that, Richard. JC says, Bud and Bud Light are brewed in Edmonton. Support local. Well, they may, they may be brewed in Edmonton. I don't consider them Edmonton beers, if, if you know where I'm coming from. Anyway, that's a little aside for tonight. Probably made people angry. That's okay. Hey, this guy's uh, always pleasant to talk to. Offensive lineman from the Ottawa Red Blacks, former U of A Golden Bear, Mark Cordy. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's good to have you on the show again as your Ottawa Red Blacks get set to visit Edmonton coming up on Friday night. So uh, how does this feel for you? I mean, obviously you've, you've played games at Commonwealth Stadium before, including a, a pretty big one last November. Does it still feel kind of like a, a bit of a, a homecoming for you? I mean, you're from Spruce Grove, or how does this one feel? Yeah, yeah, it's so cool to be... Um to be able to come back and play in Edmonton, um, kind of a unique game that's circled on the calendar is uh, being able to come home, see a lot of family and friends, um, and play a game in Commonwealth Stadium, which is uh, which is always special. So, yeah, definitely excited to get back to Edmonton and play the Eskimos. Now, who do you have coming to the game in terms of family and friends? And dare I ask what color jersey or T-shirt they might be wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we got got you know parents and girlfriend and a couple friends and whatnot. Um, I think there's I think we've converted a few to red black fans at least in in the jerseys they'll be wearing. So um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's that is a good question though. There's always a a question of what color jersey they're going to wear if it's going to be green or black. But uh, uh, either way, they're still family, I guess. Okay, good stuff. Well, for, for Ottawa, it's, it's certainly been an interesting season already. I want you to tell me a little bit about last week's game and uh, special teams huge with Devontae Dedman bringing back a couple of kicks. Tell, tell me a little bit uh, about him. Certainly an explosive game and, and a big part of you guys ultimately winning that one. Yeah, he was huge for us last week. He's, uh, he's a special athlete. We, we got to see him in camp and unfortunately he got injured and had to go away for a bit and uh, now to have him back, it's great. He's a good, good locker room guy, and obviously special on the field. So, um, really provided a good spark for us. Our offense was struggling in Montreal there off the start, um, and was really kind of the spark we needed to get us going and uh, put us over the top in that game. So, I think we're we're all looking forward to seeing him uh, continue on his success, and hopefully, we get more of the same from him. 
still a lot of games left in the season, but man, Mark, you guys have, have been through quite a bit already. You got a couple of dramatic wins to start the year. Then you had a tough run. I mean, you, and you only scored a point on the road against Winnipeg, and, and then you jump back into the column, into the win column last week. Just why do you think you've already seen these ups and downs with the Red Blacks this year? What's going on? Uh, yeah, it's been. It's certainly it's been a little bit uh, feast or famine at times, but uh, I think it's you know it's a product of having a lot of turnover in our in our lineup and. Uh, also having a pretty pretty wide range of schedule opponents. You know, we've had Winnipeg's one of the top teams in the league. We played them two out of three weeks there, which was challenging. Um, and I think it's been just kind of we're all still figuring things out. It's been a work in progress, especially through those first uh, four or five games. But I think now it's kind of starting to – things are starting to align for us. And uh, hopefully they do in a few nights from now in Edmonton. And um, yeah, I think it's kind of starting to really come together. It's starting to feel better in practice, and um, yeah, it's starting to feel good. Mark Cordy, offensive lineman for the Ottawa Red Blacks, joining us on Inside Sports. Of course, a graduate of the U of A Golden Bears, taken fourth overall by Ottawa in the 2018 draft. Well, tell me a little bit about that about that turnover when you when you come into camp and you know you've lost some big names, and a lot of them came right, right here to Edmonton, obviously. Um, you know, what's the transition period like? How long does it take on offense to click? You know, with some new guys on the line, with a new running back, with a with a new quarterback I mean I know you have all the camp to work together but give give fans a sense of maybe how long it starts to really feel before it starts to really feel comfortable yeah I mean it's I mean there's there's good and there's bad with it I mean you you lose some guys especially some of the guys that came here to Edmonton that are big piece of your offense and big piece of your locker room um, but it also kind of opens up an opportunity for for new guys to come in and fill those roles so um, it takes through camp. Obviously, you're going to be working through that, and then it really, um, you really don't find out who's going to be where for real until you start playing regular season games and um, really get into the flow of the season. And I think we've we've really found some guys that are are stepping up on on and off the field for us. So uh, it takes it's a definitely a different uh, different approach this year. You know, it was like you said, new faces. Um, I mean, I'm a new face on our offensive line, and we've got you know new faces at running back, quarterback, receiver. Um, so definitely a lot of change, but I think a lot of change in good in a good way. We've had, you know, you look at a guy like Dom Davis, a quarterback that's really stepped up and um, taken over the team and done a great job of it so far. So um, yeah, I think it's been going well for us. All right. Uh, and in terms of you, tell us a little bit about how you've had to move around on the line and some adjustments for you, because that it, it hasn't kind of been a, a, a static position for you, has it? No, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, you know, played tackle through university at U of A, um, and then kind of came into the professional level like a lot of Canadians and moved to the center guard spots uh, for my first year, and then um, with some departures, one of them being to Edmonton with Servi. Um, coming out here, then our left tackle spot was open, so filling that's been been interesting through the first uh, first seven eight games of the season here. And I mean, talk about big shoes to fill with a guy like that. So it's been it's been interesting, but uh, being patient with the development, and it's actually been going pretty well, I think. So um, yeah, no, really happy with how things are going for me personally, and I'm happy to be given the opportunities I have. You're going to have to update me here on some of your offensive stats. Are you still looking for that first career touchdown? Because I think you almost had one last year, right? 
<laughs> yeah, he, uh, unfortunately, yeah, almost is about as close as I've ever gotten. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, was got really close to that one touchdown actually against the Eskimos last year, and uh, unfortunately didn't pan out. But still looking for the first one. If people are forgetting what I'm, what I'm talking about, I, I believe it was in October you lined up eligible on a play and uh, caught a touchdown pass. But, oh, sorry, it was in September. It was in September. You lined up eligible on a play, caught a touchdown mm-hmm. pass, but there was a, a penalty on the Red Blacks that wiped it out. Well, maybe, maybe you'll get there. They like putting those plays in there for the big guys. Trevor Harris, you played for him. Now he's here. I think there's a lot of things about him that Eskimos fans uh, appreciate. You were his, his teammate last year. Tell us a little bit about, about your experience uh, with Trevor, maybe both as a quarterback and as a person. Yeah, Trevor's a great guy. He's, uh, I mean, first off, he's a he's a special player at quarterback. I mean, obviously, uh, people in Edmonton are seeing that, just like we saw it in Ottawa. Um, he can he can really put together a drive with an offense, and um, and a great guy too off the field. I mean, really really does good things in the locker room, and uh, is a guy that young players can look up to. So, uh, I think Trevor's an awesome awesome piece for a team to have, and. Um, we're glad that Dom has stepped up for us into that quarterback role, but he's he's definitely seems to be doing a great job out here in Edmonton. And, um, I think I don't know. It seems like Eskimo fans have something to be happy with. Okay, well, we're looking forward to seeing you play here on Friday night, Mark. Obviously, you're a great story coming out of the U of A, and we wish you all the best with the Red Blacks and many more appearances on Inside Sports as well. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thank you, Reed. That is Mark Cordy doing well on the Red Blacks O-line. Interesting season for them. Huge win last week against the Montreal Alouettes, pulling it out overtime. And watch out for that Devontae Dedman, very deadly kick returner for the Red Blacks. The Eskimos are going to have to contend with him. Quick, uh, oh, I got an update uh, on the tennis. Had a couple people asking about them. Milos Raonic and Phoenix Auger-Alassim. It is uh, Auger-Alassim up a set. 6-3, winning the first set, but Raonic leads the second set, 5-2. That's at the Rogers Cup. Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, Trevor Harris, you know, positive comments there from Mark Cordy, offensive lineman for the Ottawa Red Blacks, a defensive back, Antoine Pruneau for the Red Blacks, said uh, this today, it doesn't make Trevor Harris a bad person, but I didn't like the fact that sometimes he was pointing fingers at other guys. Sometimes it's tough to expose yourself to critics. I've always been my toughest judge, so I expect teammates to be the same way. Look at yourself first. If you have something to say, keep it down low. So a little bit of a shot there from a former, uh, from a current Red Black to the uh, former Red Blacks quarterback, now with the Eskimos, Trevor Harris. We'll see how that plays out on Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. All right. Uh, hey, I want to let you know about this as well. Noon on Saturday at Emerald Hills in Sherwood Park, we got a junior football exhibition game, Edmonton Huskies against the Edmonton Wildcats. One Husky to watch this season is safety Justin Hadinski. He's going to be one of the captains this year. He's coming off two years as an All-Canadian, and I was talking to him about his success on the field. Honestly, just getting an opportunity. Uh, I came into the Huskies, well, I guess five years ago now, and I kind of just put my nose in the dirt and worked and worked and worked, and then things started kind of paying off for me. So I always uh, 
always take it as a grain of salt you know um hard hard work's going to get you places and thankfully for me that that's where it's gotten me so okay well tell me a little bit about about joining the the huskies when coming out of uh, coming out of cold lake were you you know were you recruited did you did you have to try out i'm curious about you know that's obviously competitive to try to make the team so what, what was your journey to the huskies like uh yeah i so i got out of high school and i i made the team north for alberta senior bowl uh, so I did that, and in the process of the camp, and as long as, or as well as the game, uh, Ian actually reached out to me, and he seen me and said, "Kind of, hey, you look like someone we could use on our team." So yeah, coming out, it was it was a big shock coming from small town Cold Lake with Tier Four football to kind of getting thrown right into the big leagues. So. Yeah, the first first little bit was quite a shell shock, but after that it settled down and, yeah, you just kind of play and learn and the rest was history. All right. Well, you you seem like a pretty humble, hardworking guy. Uh, where does that come from? Is that a, is that a parent or your parents or a, somebody else in your life? Where does that come from? Uh, definitely parents. You know, they always taught me to just just work and things will happen and always to stay humble and it's not just you making decisions it's everyone else around you as well so i also carried with us from cold lake our football team uh Paul johnson was our head coach and he just repped three words constantly and it was just discipline work rewards so if you stay disciplined whether it's with your workouts whether it's on the field whether it's in the playbook and you put in the work you're going to get rewarded whether that's playing time or national championships so i that's something i hold highly justin hadinski joining us on inside sports tonight safety for the edmonton huskies as they're going through training camp next saturday the 10th they'll have a preseason game against uh against the wildcats tell us a little bit about your your life away from football because i understand you are you're pretty close to wrapping up a pretty significant part of your education what's been going on there uh yeah so as I started football, I also started my university uh, degree at the University of Alberta. So I'm currently, I got about a week left and I completely wrap up all my coursework for a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology degree. So the course of that, and then I actually just got accepted into chiropractic school come January. So that's kind of the next chapter after this. Oh, great. Okay. So, so ultimately you're going to be a chiropractor, you think? Yeah, that's that's the hope. <laughs> okay, so now have you? Do you use the services of a chiropractor to help deal deal with football pain and, and injuries? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's a gold mine doing that. It makes you feel feel way better after you get adjusted. Uh, we actually have a team chiropractor that comes once a week, and we can sign up for that at the clubhouse and kind of get worked on a little bit. So yeah, that's that's something that we uh, we're kind of lucky to have with our our organization. Now, was that something that interested you even outside of athletics, or do you think because you've been an athlete, you, that sort of drew you into that type of profession? Uh, I think it kind of drew me in just with the athletic background. Uh, I knew definitely I wanted to help people when I when I graduated and work in a field where. I can make a difference, whether that be athletes or just people. But, you know, definitely carrying over with everything I've learned with athletics and kind of my passion for it, it, it drove me to kind of, yeah, be a chiropractor. All right, so where do you have to go for school for that in January? Do you stay in town or do you get a move? 
Uh, no, so I'm heading down south. I'm heading to Portland, Oregon. So. And how long until you're going to be a chiropractor? How much more schooling do you have here? Uh, depends how I do it. Hopefully with the way that they kind of design their coursework and everything, I'll be done in three years. Okay. Well, th- this is great stuff. I certainly wish you all the best with that. But we, we started talking about football, so let, let's finish there as well. In terms of, yeah. of your position playing safety, take us uh, take us inside your helmet because that's one of those positions where um, you know you're not always necessarily matched up with a guy, but yeah. sometimes you are. But yet you got to know where the play is going. And, uh, and where you got to help. So take us inside the helmet when the offense comes out of the huddle and lines up. To tell fans what you're looking for, what kind of reads you're trying to pick up on right away. Uh, definitely formation type and kind of personnel they have on the field. So that's a, that's a big cue that we study in film. Uh, we know little tendencies of every team and kind of what they like to run out of which formations and things like that. So that's definitely a big tip up. And then Kind of just organizing guys. Most of them know where they're going, but yeah, just a lot of communication from a safety position where we're kind of the the co co leaders along with the Mac linebacker to to make sure people know what they're doing and the call gets in and yeah, just a lot of vocal vocalness. Right on. That is Justin Hadinsky checking in safety for the Edmonton Huskies. He's looking for another big year in the Huskies defensive backfield. Well, I'm pretty excited. I have two live human baseball umpires in studio and we'll bring them in after we talk to a guy about the robot umpires well sort of robot umpires that's the next hour of inside sports Six thirty, chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on Six Thirty, chad